No more. No more are we going to give time to issues that don't matter. You know what I'm saying? If we got to switch gears, we're just going to switch gears. Man, I love God. Anybody else here love God? Amen. Come on. Come on. <clears throat> well, for the next few weeks, um, however, however long God says to do so, other than when we have our, um, other than when we have our uh, family service, and I'm excited about that. I am seriously pumped about that. I am going to be before you, uh, and we're, we're going to be in a series that's called AAA. Um, if, we, if we weren't having so much of an attack against us, I would have had a cool little thing up there that would have had like the triple A's done, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but the triple A series that we're going to do is all about our three A's, acceptance, authenticity, and action. Um, we're just going to just settle in on those and we're going to preach them. And I say that to you because it is truly my, uh, it's never, it's never, my plan to be before you past 11.45, okay? Now, I'm telling you something that you're going to be like, what? <laughs> That's, it's, never, it's actually a plan for me to be done by 11.45. And I see some of y'all faces out there like, it's true. I know it doesn't happen. Um, and I'm not, not going to blame God about that. It's not always on God. Sometimes I just... I get excited about the word, and I just want to keep going. Uh, but that's why I tell you, until God says so, we're going to be in this series because I'm going to attempt to not be before you too long. So I may chop, I may chop up these, this that I have to share with you um, so that I don't keep you too long. And since I'm in a series, I can just kind of close it off and then come back to it the next week, right? Uh, so we're going to start with acceptance. Um, I believe, I believe that when we're talking about acceptance, authenticity, and action, I believe it. I really believe it should be in that order. It doesn't always have to be in that order. I don't believe that. Um, however, I feel like when we structure, when we talk about it, I think we dive in it that way work through them, and then as we live them out, we allow God to uh, direct us in what's appropriate at what time. So when we think about acceptance, the first thing I believe that comes to mind, and I just want to say that I had assistance in, in putting this message together. Actually, I had assistance putting the whole sermon, uh, the whole series together. Uh, Ryan Voorhees, Pastor Ryan Voorhees, thank you, sir for your assistance in this. Um, he helped me. And so there are going to be things in here that uh, he, he contributed. So when you think about acceptance, I think the first thing that we have a tendency to think about are these simple things like uh, old, like who, who should we accept, right? Who are we accepting to? And we should be accepting to the old and the young, 
right? Black or white. We should be accepting to sinners and the saints, uh, the preppy, the raggedy, the family, the single, the foreigner, my wife. So. <laughs> <laughs> the American? I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, the brash, the brash, and then the nice, right? Um, we're supposed to be accepting to all those things. And, and I believe in a lot of cases, let me just say right now that I believe here at the Body Dayton, acceptance is not something that uh, we struggle terribly about. But I will repeat to you so often you hear me say that we always can do better. We always can get better. We should always be in a pursuit, right? In a pursuit of excellence. Not, not required to meet it, but in pursuit of excellence. What excellence? Jesus Christ, right? Always in pursuit of that. So, um, there was a testimony and the person said this in, in the thought of acceptance right here in our own building, right amongst you. This person said, I thought I ex accepted, I thought I accepted, but instead I let the church do the accepting for me. I thought I was accepting, right? Here the body dating. I'm like, yes, we are accepting. But it was actually I was allowing the church to do the accepting for me while I did not take the time to do so. I stayed closed off. I stayed closed off. When I heard that, I was like, wow. I thought that was very, I don't, I don't know if it's profound, but it was very transparent and truthful. Have you ever been in a situation where you're expected to be accepting and you're not really accepting, you just don't say anything and you allow the people around you to hug and love on somebody while you stand back and you're lucky enough to, be, get, to get thrown in the group that was loving and accepting. That's what's kind of being said here. I myself am not really accepting. I close myself out and let everyone else do it. And then I have the appearance of being accepting. Acceptance is, it is an action. It is something that you have to do. It's, you have to be accepting uh, through, through action and you have to be accepting in your heart. So I know when you, when we have this conversation, at least my thought was, man, somebody's going to be like, whoa, whoa. Now, we talk about accepting. Let's not go too far because there's some things that we just should not accept. I, I agree with that. But you know what we have to do is, is we have to, we have to just, we have to spread our cards out on the table. 
We have to really work through those things because if not, then what happens is, is some of us will truly be accepting and some of us will not, and it'll be uh, the wrong timing for either. I'm accepting of this person, and it's like, whoa, maybe we shouldn't accept that person. Or I'm not accepting of that, and it's like, hey, that's the moment when we should be accepting. So how do we know? How do we know when we're supposed to be accepting? How do we know? Let's look to the word. My first point is look to God to live in harmony and acceptance. We have to look to God in order to live in harmony and acceptance. In order for us to be a church that is accepting, we, it is our responsibility to look to God in order to understand that, know what that looks like. Romans chapter 15, verse 5. That's where we're going to start at. So if you have your Bibles, you want to get your Bible apps, I am going to be in a New Living Translation. And uh, since we don't have the screen, you're going to have to do one of two things. You're going to have to trust me or you're going to have to look in your Bible. Aliyah looked up and smiled and started flipping pages. <laughs> you know what I'm doing, Pastor Dwayne. Yeah. It's okay, Aliyah. I got you. I see. I see you. <laughs> Isaiah said, me too. Me too. I'm going to give you just a couple more minutes. Again, I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. <laughs> <laughs> I would yell at that face too, buddy. I'd yell at that face. I'm joking. I'm joking. John Jeffries had him. Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15, and it's the New Living Translation. All right, I'm going to assume everybody's there with me, and I'm going to start to read. May God who gives this patience and encouragement may God who gives this patience and encouragement I want to read that one more time may God who gives this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus then all of you can join together with one voice giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, hold on. Give me one second. I. Okay. I'm going to read one verse. Verse 7. Verse 7 says, you know what? Okay, let me tell you, let me just tell you what I'm doing because I don't want you to think I'm not, I'm attempting, I'm attempting to share my, split my screen between my Bible and, there we go. Um, I was trying to split my screen between my Bible and my notes. So I'm going to read verse 7. It says, Therefore, 
Accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. That's the way it closed out. I'm going to go back, read it real quick, right through. May God who gives the, the patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. That's what we're supposed to do. That's how we manage to be accepting and to live in harmony. That is what is expected in the church, the big C. That is what is accepted and hoped for. Wow. <laughs> Pastor Ben, I didn't read it good enough for you. He, I know what it is. He wanted that soft music in the background. That's that new, that's that new living translation, soft music. That's soothing. <laughs> that's what it was missing. <laughs> that's what, that is what is hoped for and expected here in the body Dayton. Is that we will look to God and that we can be accepting of one another. So let's continue that thought, though. The next point is this. Or I have a question that maybe somebody here is asking. But the Bible doesn't want us to accept everything and everyone, right? I mean, the list that I had earlier, like, that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? We need to make sure that, you know, the young, the old, white, black, you know, like, Sinner the saint. Well, I mean, wait a second. That one's kind of curious. That one's that was questionable. Let's, let's, let's really unfold it. Don't make the mistake, second point. Don't make the mistake or don't mistake acceptance of people for acceptance of sin. Look, so they like, hey, man, pass it away. Now you get into it. <laughs> Well, you hold right on. You hold right on because we like I'm serious. Like I'm excited about this because we get to lay this out on the table. And so often we don't take the time to do that. We don't take the time to really get on the same page because truth be told, we don't we don't do Bible studies like we used to. You know what I mean? Back in the day, you know, you would just show up at somebody's house and just dive into the Bible and, you know, and be there for who knows how long, you know, doing a Bible study. Now, I know we have our home groups, and right now we on pause. So that's why we got to take the time to really, to really dig into this together. So when we think about that, right, not making the mistake uh, or not making a mistake of, you know, the difference between accepting people and accepting sin, let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians. Remember, we're in a new uh, new. Living Translation, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9 through 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 through 13. Give you a second to get there, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on reading. 
So it says, when I wrote you, when I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. But I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin or are greedy or cheat people or worship idols. You would have to leave this world to avoid people like that. Pause. Pause. So, when we talk about the sinner and the saint, so, God is not asking us to separate ourselves from the people who just make a flat-out choice. This is, this is what I'm doing. Um, definitely not talking about the people who are like, we don't really want to know about God, don't believe there's a God, don't care about God. He's not talking. Those are not the people we're supposed to separate ourselves from. That seems crazy. Why in the world would I want to be around people who don't believe in God, who specifically are choosing to live outside of that? That's another message, but I'm going to say this. What if they don't know? How do they find out? What if they've heard of it, but never seen it in action? How do they see it? Unless you're there in the midst. I know there's a lot of details. I know there's a lot of details, and maybe one day we'll, we'll spread those out. But for right now, we're not talking about living amongst them. We're talking about accepting them. And if you're a first-time visitor here or, or if, you know, if you've been put in a category of them, I apologize. I, I use them. It's, it's language, right? Like it's the only language that I know, so I apologize. I don't mean to be offensive to anybody because here's the truth. I want you to know that I am no different than anybody out here in the sanctuary, okay? I want you to know that. I don't put myself on a pedestal. Um, I was going to say something funny. I'm going to stay serious, okay? <laughs> so tempting. Let's stay on the word <laughs> for frying. <laughs> let's stay in the word. So let's look at what God, and let's, let's kind of continue this. You would have to leave this world to avoid people like that, and that's just not going to happen. So let's move on to verse 11. I meant that you are not to associate with anyone who claims to be a believer, yet indulges in sexual sin or is greedy or worships idols or is abusive or is a drunkard or cheats people. Don't even eat with such people. It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders, but it certainly is your responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning. God will judge those on the outside, but as 
The scripture says you must remove the evil person from among you. Pause. Those are some harsh words. I'm not going to try to make them sound any better, but I am going to say this. And I don't know if I'm jumping ahead. I'm not sure if I'm jumping ahead or not. I might be. But in a situation, now, I want you to see this from my perspective. I want you to see this from this perspective if you don't have the same perspective. It's like you need to be judging people who say they love Jesus but don't act like it. Because if I say I love Jesus but I don't act like it, then I am, I am really causing some confusion for people who don't know. People are going to be like, I seen so-and-so doing X, Y, and Z, but you're saying that it's not okay. They said they're saved, but you're saying that that's not okay. How does that line up? That's a rough place to be put in. That's a very rough place to be put in. So I can, in that conversation, go, yeah, they're just out of order. They're, they're, you know what I mean? And I can start to thrash and trash those people. Or in the church, in safety, I can go, the way you're living doesn't line up with the word. Pause. And then they can say, you're right. I've been struggling. Can you pray for me? And that changes everything. That changes everything. Because now they are not a person who is saying one thing. They are admitting, right? They are confessing, I'm out of order. Everybody follow me? That's why, now, hear what I'm about to say. That's why I make sure to let you know that I'm not right. I can foul up. I can mess up. It's not a ticket for me to do so. But I don't ever want you, I don't want you or anybody else to mistake that I am a sinner saved by grace and that I'm pressing in to the mark of his high calling. But that looks like something though. See? And so what happens is, is when you see me doing that, then you know, man, Pastor Wayne's not perfect, but he's pressing in. But then when you see me slip, fall, or mess up, you say, but I remember he said he's not perfect. And in this moment right now, in this moment right now, he's slipping. He's slipping. And if anybody asks a question about Pastor Dwayne, you can say, yeah, he knows the difference and he's slipping right now. And I can't get mad because I made it plain and I confessed that I was slipping. But then I also got it in maturity. Step way back until I get right so I can step forward. Everybody follow me? So 
That's, I, that was a freebie, right? I just threw that in, right? Because we're talking about acceptance. We're talking about acceptance. But I need for you to understand that there's a lot that goes into that whole idea. There's a lot that goes into that whole idea. And the way you get this is by sitting down and digging into this word and allowing it to just transform the way you think. Can I tell you, while I studied through this, man, I, it was just like, uh, I, man, I just, you just get in there and you start reading, you're like, mm, okay, okay, what? Okay, wait, now that matches, that lines up. Because so often we're just like, no, nah, mm-mm. You just went from this subject to this subject to this subject. I don't even know what's going on anymore. But if we like, okay, there it goes. It all came together. And then you mess around and get something in the midst of that on a whole nother subject. And before you know it, like, you getting a whole plan of action. Let me say focus. Don't mistake acceptance of people for acceptance of sin. We understand that? Next point. In our growth and maturity in and through the Spirit, right? In our growth and maturity in and through, right? Only because of, due to the Holy Spirit, we are expected to know the difference. See, I jumped ahead, a little ahead of you. But what we're going to do is Matthew chapter 7. Go with me, Matthew chapter 7. We're going to pick this apart. And I'm telling you, I, we on track. 11.45, here I come. Let's go. I'm telling you, I had a plan. Mr. Tom preached the other day and had some conviction in my life. I was, okay, okay. We're going to get this right. <laughs> Matthew chapter 7. Give you one more second. Matthew chapter 7. We're going to start in verse 1. And this is talking about the fact that we should know the difference, right? So another point here. Though the word says to do it. Be careful with judging, right? If you, got, if you got pen and paper and you're writing down notes, points or notes you might want to write down, starting from the beginning, look to God to live in harmony and acceptance. Don't mistake acceptance of people for acceptance of sin. In our growth and maturity in and through the Spirit, we are expected to know the difference so though, this is the last one, or this is where we're at. Though the word says to do it, be careful judging. Verse 1, it says this, do not judge others and you will not be judged. Pause. So a minute ago, I talked to you about, you know, we talk about accepting and the person who said, you know, I'm just going to close myself off and allow everybody else to do it. And there are some times when we're talking about being judgmental. It's like, I don't want to be judgmental. I'm not going to judge nobody. You do what you want to do, and I'm not going to touch it. I, I understand that. Can I say 
I understand that 100%. Because what happens is, is we live in a fear. We live in a fear that we don't want to be judged. I'm not about to preach and tell you to be judging people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just unfolding some things here, right? I don't, I don't want nobody to be looking at me, so I'm not going to say nothing. Well, that's the wrong thing. That's, that's the wrong way to look at it, right? I know I might mess up, so I'm just I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> I know I got dirt, so I'm just not going to say nothing. I know if they knew, so I'm not. No, no, like that's, that's not the right thinking. That's not right thinking at all. It's do not judge others or you will be judged. We, let me keep reading the word. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard, this is, this is it right here. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. It didn't tell us not to judge and understand when I say judge, it means, you know, it's like observe what you see and call it what it is. There's a duck. How do I know? Because it's quacking. It's waddling and it has feathers. It looks like a duck, quacks like a duck. It's a duck. And I've just passed judgment. That simply, right? But then somebody's going to look at me and say, if it looks like a bald guy, short like a... Okay, I was just joking. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Dwayne. I'm joking. Okay, so. <laughs> let's keep reading the word. And why worry about, this is good. Let's, hold, let's stay in here. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? Man, I love that. I've loved that since I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, I know some of y'all love quoting that one. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Why you want to worry about my law or my spec when you got a law? You know what I'm saying? Like, some of us, they, you know, I was one when I was a kid. I used to love to say that. Um, seriously, though, why? Why do we do that? Why do we do that? I'm going to be worried about your thing when I have a whole thing of my own. How can you think, verse 4, how can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own? All right, all right. We're talking about acceptance. We're talking about acceptance, okay? Okay. And some of us have a real struggle with accepting people because of who they are and what they do. But we are okay with who we are and what we do. And wait a second, Pastor, I don't even got a problem. Matter of fact, I want to help. Wait a second. Can you help yourself first, please? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sometimes being up here on this stage you have a tendency to see things and you just be like, oh, Lord Jesus. 
God, I just, I don't, I, I can't say nothing. I can't say nothing because I struggle on my own. And he'd be like, well, the thing is, is I put you there to say something, <laughs> right? And that's when I have to be like, okay, well, before I can really say something, watch this. Before I can really say something, I need to go get on my knees. I need to ask you to forgive me first before I go and help anybody. So think about this. Pause. Take a second and think about it. If we all are called to be ministers, only difference is, is I've, I've taken my oath in front of everybody and everybody understands who I am. But we all supposed to be ministers, and we're supposed to minister to people, and we're supposed to help people. But before we can help people, we have to get ourselves right. I'm expected to be in a place of uh, growth, right? I'm supposed to be continuously before God, praying, reading, getting in his word. That's the expectation of me because I'm Pastor Dwayne. But... We're all disciples, and we're all supposed to be ministers. So that means that everybody here should be before God in growth, in prayer, transforming. So that, with purpose, you can minister and help those that need it. Challenge? Continuously be getting right. So that you can be ready in season. And okay, see, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Ready in season and out of season. I'm just opposite of being. It's in here though. It's in here. It's in here. I'm gonna okay, let's just keep going. How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own. Hypocrite. First get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. All right, I'm going to pause there, and we're going to jump down to verse 12. Can you jump down to verse 12 with me? The golden rule. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. You talk about the Ten Commandments? Just simply do to others as you want them to do to you. I mean, God, we know, said, love me, love my people. Love them like you love yourself. Treat them the way you want to be treated. There's a lot going on here. You talk about acceptance. Let's talk about acceptance. When you come into this church, what do you want? Then what are you going to do? Let me say it again. I'm going to say it over here, right? When you come into this church, what do you want? How do you want to be treated? What do you want people to say? If that's the case, then do it. You want people to be like, oh, hey, how you doing? It's so good to see you. I, man, I missed you last week. You want somebody to notice that you was gone. Did you notice somebody was gone? Did you let them know that? Not in, not in, not in that way where you like, uh-huh. Tiana, you want to, Kelly, you want to church. <laughs> not that one. 
It's more like, I miss you. I miss that hug that you give me. I miss that encouragement. I miss your face, the smiling face. I missed it. Right? That's what you want. You want, do you want somebody to call you and just, you know, or maybe text and say, hey, I didn't see you. Just wanted you to know that. And maybe you're one of those people, right? Maybe you're one of those people, I don't need none of that. I don't really care. Mm, okay. But there's something. There's something that you expect. There's something. Let's continue. Let's jump down to verse 15, shall we? Verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. That's that person. Mm. I'm not going to stay there. We're not going to stay there. Verse 16, you can identify them by their fruit. If it looked like an apple tree, it's dropping apples, then it's an apple tree. Now, I know in all of our scientific glory nowadays, you might get an apple orange tree. I get it. (laughs) But it is what it is, is what I'm saying. You can identify them by their fruit. That is, by the way they act. By what they do. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. I don't really like the way they be looking at me. I don't like that they call me bad. Well, I mean, I'm going to leave that one there too. Thanks, Tom. Over she said. And plus, I want to. I, I, I want to get that 1145. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Man, oh man. Why are we all looking around? Please make sure you look within. Okay? You know, because it's easy to point an elbow. Why are you doing that? All the other fingers is pointing at you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be like, like, just think it through. Think it through. That's all I'm saying. Please, please, please hear me. This is something that we want to do so that we can, like, seriously be able to move together. Right? Think about what can happen if we all have this understanding and we are all moving together. Because we have this understanding. We're able to. Let's continue. The danger of criticism. And I actually took that, I took that, that title, that point out of the next scripture. Romans chapter 14. We're going to go back to Romans. Romans chapter 14. And on this one, we're going we're gonna to skip around a little bit. 
Romans chapter 14, and we're going to be like in between from verses 1 to 13, but we're not going to just read all the way through, all right? And this is actually, I'm coming to a close. I'm coming to a close. I'm going to read this scripture. So this is my first close. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, all right. So, Romans chapter 14. I hope you're there because we're going to start. You ready? Here we go. <clears throat> Starting at one. Yep. Except others, wait, except other believers. Who are weak in faith? So, pause real quick. A minute ago, I talked to you about the Christian who was willing to confess that they were messing up and that they were not all right. That can be, that can be a, a strong, mature Christian, but more than likely, hear me, more than likely, that's possibly a weaker Christian. Now, again, if you are like, well, wait a second. The only way we grow is if we look at who we are and we accept it and then we move forward. If you've been slipping and sliding, dipping and diving, it is what it is. You know that. Accept it and say that I I need to move. I, I need some help. And before I can be of help, I need to help. I need to get help first, right? Because that's the goal. Let's be focused on the goal. The goal is not to make you feel bad. That's not the goal. The goal is not to, watch this. The goal is not really to cut it off and throw it in the fire, right? I don't know a farmer who wants to get rid of uh whatever they're growing. They would prefer to save it, right? That's why they do things like grafting stuff in, pruning stuff off. They want to save that thing. So the goal is not to cut it off, cut it out, and get rid of it. The preference is to save it. So if that's what we're going to do, let's do that. But the only way we could do it is to first notice what's wrong. Get rid of it so that we can continue to grow. If it's a person, it's a person. If it's an action, it's an action. If it's a thing, it's a thing. Like whatever it is, you look at it, you know what it is, you deal with it. Accept other believers who are weak in faith. And don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. I'm not going to argue with you about what you, what, I, what you think is right or wrong. I'm not going to do it. Why? Because that's what the Bible says. And then you got, then somebody going to get mad. Like, I know the reason you're arguing because you think I'm a weak, I'm a weak Christian. That's why you're not saying nothing. Oh, my gosh. Quack, quack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, A weak Christian, a strong Christian wouldn't say that. They just wouldn't. They wouldn't be like, I'm so mad at you. 
Because you think I'm a weak Christian. No, a strong Christian is going to be like, <laughs> God bless you. I'll see you next Sunday. Wasn't that a good message? Mm. Hallelujah. Verse 2. For instance, one person believes it's all... Wait, wait, wait. Pause. Time out. I'm not going to go there. You know what? Take the time. Go dig through this scripture yourself. Okay? But for the sake of keeping focus, I could read this. But I know if I, if I read certain things, everybody's mind's going to shift to to what this is saying, which it's absolutely relevant. But when it's, when you read it, though he's here, he's kind of a little bit more broad in the thought process. Okay. He's talk, he starts to talk about food, but it's not just about food. That's why I'm not gonna, and you know, so we're going to jump to verse four. Who are you to condemn someone else's servant their own master will judge whether they stand or fall and with the lord's help they will stand and receive his approval we're talking about judging people we're talking about acceptance so if i'm going to accept someone and i know that they're fouling up a duck is a duck that's fine but it's not our jobs to condemn them. That's the Lord's. If the goal is to see them saved, then that's, that's what we pursue. But let's be very clear. If that pursuit is denied by them, right? Cut it off and we throw it out. I'm just, I'm just, I'm saying the thing that some of us don't really like to say. Let me be clear. I, so far, we've talked about not mistaking acceptance of people for acceptance of sin. If they choose sin, they got to go. Because we're not supposed to be in the midst of someone who says they're living a certain way, but they're not. Everybody following me? If they confess, I am a sinner and I am messing up and I need to be here, we let them stay. Because that means they are pursuing transformation and change. If they say, I am a sinner and I'm staying here and staying a sinner, well, that changes everything. That's harsh. But that's what the word says. It got real quiet. I understand. We're going to go to verse 7 through 9. One more time, just for clarity. Verse 4 says, if they understand who they are, basically, and they desire God, who are we then to condemn them? We need to give God an opportunity to change them. And even if we put them out, 
the expectation is that what? God still will change them. Yes? Okay. Just want to be sure. Verse 7 through 9. For we don't live, watch this, for we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose, to be Lord both of the living and of who? The dead. What is that saying? Exactly what I just said. His end game is that every single person would come to know Jesus Christ. So even if you're in the church and you're like, mm, I don't care, he still cares. I don't want him. He still wants you. Leave me alone. He will never stop wanting you. So, why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For the scripture says, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me. And every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. We all are going to have to answer to him. So you don't have to be worried about that. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way. All right, this is where we're talking maturity. Right? You want to be a strong Christian? Hear this. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. Jump down to verse 15. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat. Now, you know what? I'm going to read through that. I know and am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it is wrong, then for that person it is wrong. And if, if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eat, eating ruin someone for whom Christ died. Then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. 
Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all foods are acceptable, but it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. We're talking about acceptance. So I need our focus to be acceptance. When people come into this place and they're coming because they're hungry for the word of God, they're hungry for transformation. They need something different. They are desiring to see Christ lived out, right? I mean, because let's be honest. So many people who come to church, they are looking for a change. Even if they come from another church, they left there because they're looking for a change. The problem is, a lot of times, is that they don't know exactly what kind of change they're looking for. And they can't never figure it out because they're so distracted by all the junk going on. Let us be accepting. Let us live a life that will do away with the distraction and invite them in to receive the change. Does that make sense? I got up here and I spoke about not caring about the, the, the screen and the, and the sound and all of that. And the reason I did that is because I wanted everyone here to know that that stuff does not matter to me. It is not a priority. I do it because it's, it is a means to an end. What end? Just to magnify God in a, in, in a as great, respire, whatever you call it, display as possible, right? I can get up here and I can speak, what does it say? I can speak words of eloquence, but they're clanging symbols if I don't have love. We can have the best looking church with the greatest uh, light show and music and all of that. And if we lack the acceptance and love that people desire, we're a joke. Oh, that's, thank you. That's appropriate. We need to be saying to God, come in. See, real quick. If we understand that it's him we need and it's them, it, it's, it's them that he wants to speak to and they want him too, then we won't let anything get in the way of that. That's what I'm saying. As we walk through these next few weeks, what I'm saying is, is that let everything we do, acceptance, being authentic and moving and doing action taking action. Let it all be for him. Because if it's not, then we are doing it in vain. And we might as well pack up and leave. We might as well just quit. So let us together, let's pray. Turn that up for me. Lord God, come in this place. Get comfortable in this place. Let your will be done in this place. I pray that when people walk through those doors, they would feel accepted. They would feel loved. 
And even in their sin, they would feel accepted. They would feel loved. When they don't know what to do, when they struggle to do what's right, when they will to do what's right, but they struggle to do it, they will still feel loved and accepted. And when they refuse you, when they refuse you, Lord God, help us to have the strength and the will to take a stand, to put them out so that they can see what they're missing and desire to come back in. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. I hope you heard that. I hope you heard that. The reason they're put out is so that they desire to get back in because they realize what they're missing. All right? I love you guys. God bless you guys. Go in peace. Hope. I'm sorry. I don't feel bad about this. But if there's anybody here that does not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or you desire prayer, I want you to come up and I want to pray with you right now. Please. Other than that, you are free and released to go. We love you. God bless you.